They wrote a song, hit us with something quickly now. Give us like five seconds. Oh, don't make it. You're like, cut the camera. Hi, guys, welcome back to the Dummy How podcast. I'm Dummy. I'm Teo. I'm Sada Kibaya. And you're listening to Dummy How podcast. I just said that twice. <laughs> but, anyways, hi, Sadia. Thanks for joining us today. Thank How you are you? Me. Good, good, yeah. Um, tired in the best way, but yeah. good, yeah. It's been a busy week. Yeah, it? very, very busy week. Where, where are you coming from? Um, well, I just landed from New Zealand a couple of days ago. So, yeah. still getting over the jet lag. Yeah. I don't know if yeah. it's jet lag, hangover, <laughs> tired. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what one it is, but. No, yeah, so... How many hours in New Zealand is it like? 12, like? Is it 24 uh, hours or something? I don't even know, you know. Uh, so we were 13 hours ahead of you there. Oh, I've got my... Sorry, we're going to have to <laughs> But what's that like in terms of communicating with people and stuff? Because everyone's literally on the other end of yeah. everything. Like, there is no communicating with people. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was going to be harder because yeah. we were 13 hours ahead, but it actually gave everyone chances to speak to their friends and stuff twice a day because you speak at like okay. 10 in the morning and then 10 in the evening whereas normally sometimes your schedules don't match up so yeah, you can't yeah. speak at all that actually kind of um, makes sense I thought it would be the yeah. opposite and it was like <laughs> everyone's gone and then they're awake and then they're yeah. so and so yeah so how, it wasn't too bad actually. how long were you there? Um, just over mm. two months okay yeah but then now you've got to tell us why you were there <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I was in New Zealand for the uh, Women's Rugby World Cup um yeah, I played in 2022 because um, it was delayed in 2021 due to COVID. Um, yeah. yeah. So, for everyone that doesn't know, you're basically a rugby player. Yes. Yeah? yeah. Cool. Tell us a little bit about that. How did that come around? Um, yeah, so I started playing rugby when I was about 13 years old. I think I always did, like, sports. Mm. And I was doing athletics. I was doing gymnastics. Anything that I could run around and do anything I was doing. Um and one day I literally got randomly taken out of a lesson in school. Yeah. I was like, this is a rugby ball. <laughs> Run forward, pass backwards, hit something, and literally that was it. And I was very competitive when I was younger, so I was like like ready to go, like ready yeah. to hit anything. Um, and my school was like very much an anomaly in South London because we had a rugby academy, which you don't, you don't yeah. see at mm. all. Um, so, yeah, that kind of helped me on my way, but that's how I got into it. Yeah. What school did you go to? Harris Crystal Palace. Oh, okay. Chris, I feel like they do quite a lot of, like, sports kind yeah. of stuff. And yeah. yeah, that's sick. That yeah. is so sick. It's so funny that you say rugby, because when I think of rugby, well, before, all I knew was, like, tag rugby. I know that's quite different. Is yeah. that an actual... Tag rugby, is that an actual sports as well? Is that done professionally, or is it just kind of... I don't know if it's done professionally, but it definitely... There's it. definitely, like, leagues of it. Like, people will play on, like, a Sunday yeah. and go and play tag rugby. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I heard? What? I heard you can sing. Oh, 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 man. I don't know, mate. Basically, what had happened was I heard that um, basically in school, yeah. you're good at everything, both physically and academically as well. Ooh. And then the same person, they've taught you like once or something, apparently. Okay. Like you probably just passed through their class or something. But they said you can sing. Is that true? Um, I was back in the olden days. But you can, you know? yeah, yeah, so so it's not cat. I mean, everyone can sing. No, it's just no, how I well. can't sing. <laughs> no, everyone, no. Everyone can no. Sing. It's just how well, you yeah. know. <laughs> Apparently, you got, got some notes. They wrote a song, hit us with something quickly. Like, give us like five seconds. Oh, no, no, don't make it. You're like, no, no. Just cut the game. What other sports did you like do when you were in school? Um, 
I did trampolining a lot because um, I was gymnast and obviously didn't have gymnastics at school. Yeah. So the closest thing I could do was trampolining. Um, athletics, yeah, that was my main sport. I was doing shot put and hammer for a good three, uh, two, three years mm. and was like going through like county level. Four, I was going to, you know, well, four, I was going to make it. Wasn't yeah. enjoying it, ended up dropping out. But that was my, before rugby, that's what I thought I was going to do. Cause you're so you're still in uni now. Like talking about making it, yeah, you're still in uni now, but you're also um, an athlete on a women's England rugby team who travelled to New Zealand to play in the World Cup, and now you're back here and you're going back to university, and then you're back in South London and then back to university <laughs> and then back on the plane to somewhere else. What's all of that like? And what is? And would you say you have then made it or not? I just want to know even how you balance it as well. Because yeah. yeah. I'm just thinking, we're playing professionally, you're going to uni. I'm just thinking, even just doing the one, going to uni is a lot. So it's like, yeah. how are you even like balancing, not even just the two, but everything? Yeah. Um, there's not really much balance <laughs> right now. I mean, I split my year at uni, so I don't have too much work at the moment. But oh. while I was out in New Zealand, my work iPad was probably touched about three times. So <laughs> there's not really much balance, but being at Loughborough, that being a sport uni, they're very accommodating in like in terms of moving, like assessments yeah. and stuff like mm. that. That's good. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think I really take it in much. I don't really take a step back and be like, this is actually what I'm doing. It's yeah. literally like, I'm on the train here, I'm going to this this day, I'm going out to London this day, and that's just my life mm. right now. Um, when I do take a step back, I'm like, wow. It's a bit yeah. crazy. So what did you study at uni? Sports science. Oh, okay, cool. So then what happens... After that, is that something you have to do because of your sport, or is it just something that you want to do? Because I don't know if you actually have to go through that uni state and then obviously continue with yeah. the sport, or is it? Yeah, well, it's not, especially with rugby, because of the nature of the sport, you could your career could be done at any at any mm. point in time. Do you so mean that because of injury and stuff? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. fair enough. Um, so it's yeah, I, I think I think it's important for everyone to have that backup option. Yeah. Um, even though I'm going to uni, I'm doing sports science. I'm like, yeah, I'm probably going to use it to like do coaching or be a mm. teacher or anything. It's just because I want to have that have that backup. Um, yeah. Yeah. And how's what's the long? What's the I don't know what word I say lifespan. I don't know how long do people play rugby oh, like for? career length? Yeah. yeah. If successful. Yeah. Well, usually for the women's game about 10 years like once you get into the international stage yeah. people normally stay on between yeah seven to ten years injury permitting are you like international stage because you yeah. play for yeah, yeah okay yeah so our england captain right now she is 36 so and i'm 20 so that's put another yeah. 16 years but i don't <laughs> i don't think there's another 16 years in me but some people yeah depending on how you keep your body and how how you're playing can stay on stay on for ages. Yeah, and I was gonna say how how long do you kind of see yourself playing? I don't even know if that's the question you answered, but like how long do you see yourself playing rugby for? Do you think you want to go to another sport or just you know then set back and be like you know let's just do the coaching? Mm. But how long do you for yourself? So we're saying roughly around ten years what you can do, but what do you think you can do for yourself? Yeah, I think definitely. Because I find it, I find it really hard to look past like three years. Ahead, yeah, but I can't. Yeah. People are like, "What are you going to be doing? What are you doing? What's your? Um, yeah, what did they ask? Yeah, did you see us? Yeah, I'm not going to lie. People ask yeah. me now. I'm like, I got answers. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah. 
as long as I'm enjoying it, mm. um, I'm going to keep playing. And yeah. now that I'm in a position where I can also affect other people's lives and affect other people's journeys just through playing rugby, not even mm. by being good at it, just by being yeah. at the position I am, mm-hmm. it's something that I want to stick in for as long as I can. Yeah. Um, yeah, so as long as I'm enjoying it, as long as there's, you know, more milestones to get, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep doing it. Yeah. What's the uh, what's the diversity like within the group? Uh so right now within the England squad we have uh three, four non white players. Yeah. Um all of us are mixed race actually. Yeah, four mixed race girls. Um so from that point of view, out of a, out of a squad of during preseason, our squad went up to about 45, 50 sometimes. 40, 45 players. And only four is um, non-white. Yeah. The diversity, it reflects what the game is like in general. Because yeah. across yeah. the whole league, yeah, it is a white, it's a white man's sport. It's a white mm. middle class sport. But do you feel like that's, um, so do you feel like that's an external mm. thing or interest in people? Because um, you wanted to do rugby. Mm. And obviously you're a young black girl, mixed mm. race girl, whatever. Like, however you choose to describe yourself. Um, but like other women, I mean, Dami, you didn't choose to do rugby. You chose to do. I never, cat, yeah, like I would say that. I would have never thought. I would have never thought. And it's like, and it's like even yeah. around, even around football, for instance. Um, like again, I feel like it's quite similar as well. There's not a, a lot of black women um, that play football ever. Yeah. Um, there are a few, but obviously mm-hmm. not so many. So, do you feel like that's just that's more on our side than it is on that side, or like what do you think? It's I do. Good. I do think it is. It is like as cliche as it is that you can't see, you can't be a thing. Yeah, yeah. I think like my story getting to where I am now is like the prime example of why we should, you know, you should invest and you should have um, role models for young black girls, young people of colour coming through because I had one um, woman in, in England right now, Shauna Brown who's um, a black woman and she's very proud about it and yeah. she's always unapo- unapologet- unapologetic about being herself. Yeah. And I saw her at the top level and I was like, one person is enough and I, I know I can get there now. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Um, but I think, yeah, it definitely, I think, it, I think it's half and half because I know that if I wasn't randomly sat in Crystal Palace and didn't come across rugby then, I wouldn't be where I am now. Yeah. Yeah. And if I didn't see Shauna there, I wouldn't be where I am now. Yeah. So I think yeah. it is a bit it is a bit of both. Um yeah. So is it kinda of like schools kind of investing a bit more into like the sports side of things and obviously I guess maybe sports in I mean not sports, like schools in I guess in more predominantly black areas, like them investing a bit more, yeah. that would give people a bit more of an opportunity to see what's like available. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. And then what was it like even just being selected to play for England? So like, how did that even happen? Um, yeah, so we've got a pathway um in rugby. So like the same as every other sport, we have like we go through county level and then um represent our like regional divisions. So we represent Southeast England and then you join a premiership club, yeah. um, and then from there, you get sported, basically. Mm-hmm. And some people's journeys are very different, but mine was very much the general. I got into rugby, was playing because I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Literally, was just, like, got called down to a county trial. I was like, yeah, I'll go. Got called down to an England 18 trial. Okay, I'll go. <laughs> I'll go. Yeah. And, like, as, as, like, as, like, um, speed as it seemed, there was, there was a lot of bumps along the way. Mm-hmm. That's how my journey happened. So when I actually did get to the point of, Getting my debut, I was like, "How the hell? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how the hell have I got here?" Yeah, um, yeah. I literally was just picked up through playing for Prem, 
I got a phone call saying, hey, you want them to invite you down to an England camp? Um, and, yeah, from then, it was literally just, like, go, go, go. But yeah. at that point, what changes then? Because, obviously, you know, like, for Premiership football or whatever... Yeah, <laughs> your monzo starts pinging off. The yeah. balance goes through the roof. Like, what changes, or what changes happen to you at that point? Mm. I mean, in terms of like money wise and stuff like that, uh, women's rugby is very different because yeah. we don't have that type of investment. And but even being in uni, like we do get paid. Um, there is twenty eight professional contracts, and I am non contracted, but I am paid to be yeah. there and paid to play. Anything for me is like I'll take it. You yeah, know? yeah. So. From that aspect, I was like, okay, like, this is something to keep me in there because there is hard times that I go into. I went into this camp environment where I've never been. Yeah. And it's like, everything's so high pressure. You're looking around, there's people who you don't recognise, people you can't vibe with, but you're there to play a sport and you mm. have to realise that that's what you're there for. Mm-hmm. From that from that point of view, that's definitely there to keep me, like, keeps me, <laughs> keeps me going. Mm. Um, but I think for me, it was like, to that point, I was just kind of, like liaison through, I was like, yeah. yeah, I like this, I'll do this. But then when you're in it, because I was like, oh, I don't think I really care if I get my first cap. Like, I want to be in the environment, I want to learn. But as soon as you get that first cap, you're like, okay, I kind of want to get the next cap. Yeah, I kind of mm-hmm. want to start this game. And it's just that switch of mindset. I think was the main thing for me. Fair enough. Yeah. By cap, she's talking about playing for England. In case she, in case she <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I'm looking at. I'm trying. To, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for you to say more. Say more and be like, okay, what does that I mean? Know, okay, no, keep going. I'm right, trying to like right, figure no, it no. out. Is this all the money wise we're talking about? What are we talking about now? But it's funny yeah. though because it's like so you're on a billboard. Yeah, like, yeah. You're out here like. And you know, you know everything's perception these days, isn't it? Like, someone sees someone for four point four seconds on TV, yeah, no. they think, "Yeah, this person's it." Like, I was yeah. watching a video of you um, doing a couple of interviews. I was watching a video of you playing on YouTube as well, um, and like, but what's that like then? When you then meet, do people recognize you? First of all, um, when I when I'm like in Loughborough and I'm playing yeah. games and I go to games, there has been times people come up to me. So I don't can I have a picture. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, sure. And even, like, just getting, like, DMs and stuff from, like, mm-hmm. young girls and saying, oh, like, you inspire me or I watched you on the weekend and, like, this and that. It's, it's crazy. And, like, to be sat here, like, I'm 20, I'm at uni, I have yeah. no idea what I'm doing in my mm-hmm. life outside of rugby. Yeah. And people are saying that I'm inspiring them. It's a lot of, it's a lot of pressure, but I also feel a, a huge amount of pride with that. Um, and, yeah, like you said, with the billboard, it's just, yeah, it's crazy, like... I think yeah, all it is is really is really pride. I don't think it because there is pressure to it, but I don't think it gets to me. It gets me in that aspect because at mm. the end of the day, I'm doing it because I enjoy it, yeah. and um, I'm doing it to kind of leave leave a legacy and put the sport in a better place from where it was before. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Does anything like has anything negative followed off of your entire experience? Basically, I think mainly when I say this, first of all, I'm thinking I'm thinking racially, of course. Mm. Um, and then after that, um, just like any comments, even from male side of things and things yeah, like just that, being a like woman just sports. Yeah. being a woman in sports, like talk talk us through a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, even even just growing up, um, doing rugby, doing athletics um, in South London. I mean, we know what the culture is like between when you're, because my school is predominantly black, mm. and the, the black culture of like being used to be the pretty girls, you want to impress the cool boys, you want to be feminine, you want to be, and 12 year old me, 13 year old me, who who already had bigger arms or bigger legs, I was feeling so insecure about that, but 
couldn't change it because it's my body. It's yeah. who I am. Mm-hmm. It's it's a sport I wanted to play. Yeah. Um, that affected me like huge amounts growing up and coming through the sport. Um, because you're conflicted because you're like I want to do something that I love, but I also mm-hmm. want to fit in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I want to feel accepted by the people that I'm around. Um, so yeah, for for years, especially through secondary school, um, I was going back and forth. I was like, I would I would like go to the gym. Like hit a hard gym session and then I'd be like, actually, I'm just gonna have a salad because I kind of want to stay small mm. because I want to look good. Yeah. And I'm like, if I want to get muscly, but you can't get muscly hit salad. a gym on the salad. Yeah. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't yeah. It doesn't. Um. Yeah. Go together. So from that side, um, it, it yeah, it was definitely a big thing I had to overcome. And it, even in the past, it's only been in the past year really when yeah. you've been put in the limelight. So you have to like you're either gonna. At, at some point, it's like, you know, you're up there, yeah, isn't it? So yeah. whether you're strong, small, whatever it is, it's like, you're doing what you're supposed yeah, to be doing. No yeah. one can really talk for you at that point. Yeah, no exactly. one can talk for you ever, really. But, <laughs> but like, realistic, you get what I mean? Yeah. At yeah. that point, it's just said and done. Yeah. yeah so exactly. I'm here, you're not. <laughs> that's that's how I look at it. Like, sometimes you just have to be mean about it. Yeah. It's like, yeah. people are being mean to you, you give them the same energy back. Yeah. Like, really and truly. Yeah. Um, but from the racial side, I, I haven't actually... From, in terms of, like, people I don't know, mm. like, giving me hate or abuse, I haven't actually got that. It's always come from inside the circle. As in team? Team, yeah, teams. It's all, and it's always, you know, it's always unspoken or it's unconscious or it's not mm. on purpose. And mm. my journey um, into, like, premiership rugby, um, the first team that I joined was in Richmond, which is a predominantly white area so the team is predominantly white and it's a very middle class area as well so for me that was two things that I'm not used to I came from a place where I'd hang out in Croydon every other day Mm. and I'd play rugby with all my black mates and all of a sudden I'm I'm stuck with people who um I don't know live in (laughs) live in huge houses Mm. do this do that speak differently don't listen to the same music as me don't Mm -hmm. look like me and yeah I in my head I was like like how do I fit in like how am I gonna how am I going to stay in this sport, which I want to be here because I, w- I enjoy it, but how am I going to stay here and feel so isolated because I, I have no seminars with anybody? Was, was, that, was that scary? It, yeah, <laughs> it was scary, but I think it's only, I only realised it when I look back because I think in the moment when you're young, well, I'm young now, but then you're just like, um, I'm, doing, I'm doing this just because I need to. Like, it's not, I, don't, I didn't think about it. Mm. I would start changing the music I listen to. Mm. I would start changing the way I would speak. I was very much a South London gal yeah. <laughs> when I first started yeah. rugby. And I, as you meet people, you ch- your accent changes, the way you speak changes. But yeah. as soon as I stepped into that, I was like, oh, hello. How are you? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, lovely. Yeah. Oh, can I listen to Mr. Brightside? Who? Who? <laughs> what? what? I want to listen to Burner Boy. I want to get Burner Boy on the speaker. Yeah. But it was those little things and, mm. it, and it, made, it made you change. And yeah. I look back and I see pictures of me back then. I'm like, that's not even me. Yeah. and it's like and that's it's a rugby problem it's an internal problem um and me and other girls try to speak about it more to make people aware of it but at the end of the day rugby is a white predominantly white sport and unless unless you hear what's coming from inside people have no idea about it yeah yeah and how are you dealing with it now now that you're kind of i guess maybe a little bit more comfortable in yourself and like proud and what you do how do you kind of deal with that do you still obviously we're all still going to kind of feel when we go into certain spaces we all still kind of feel like we gotta mm. adjust a little bit to fit in because you don't want to you know 
I don't know. But how do you kind of deal with it now? Yeah, I think, yeah, going through, especially the past year, past two years, actually, when we had the Black Lives Matter movement and the, all the height of that, I was changing clubs and I was moving from Richmond to a club called Wasp, which is in London. And I moved there and they had decided they wanted to do a call with the five black players that they had on the team mm-hmm. just to sit down and speak about their experiences and everyone else was just there to listen. Yeah. And I like came into this setup and I was like, this is something I've never experienced before. I've never felt like I was heard at my previous clubs. I felt like I had to fit in to be to be heard. And that was my like turning point where I was like, I can be in the sport, I can do whatever I want and still be me and still mm. be you know, my authentic self. Yeah. Um, so and you, you took that as like a positive thing? Yeah, mm. yeah. Cool. Yeah, um, 100%. And and even now, I, I do loads of interviews and media where I speak about what I went through and just, um, yeah, what I went what I went through and what, what it is like to be a black woman playing sport um, in general, but also a black woman playing sport in a white-dominated um, yeah. sport. Yeah. To make people aware that, like, whatever whatever level you are at, There's it's always there. still something. It's there. Because when I was playing grassroots, um, when I first started playing, it was there. And now I'm at the top, at the top level, it's still there. Mm. But just because now I'm confident, I have people around me who I can relate to, people who are culturally similar to me, and I can find um, similarities and I can be com- comfortable, yeah. it is still very much an issue. So would you would you check someone like immediately in in those type of situations now? Either on team yeah. management, like punters, whatever you want to call them. Um, yeah. just anything related to the sport within the sport. I'm not talking generally life mm. right now. I mean within the sport because you know how things are you, um when people speak out against certain things sometimes or become too much of an issue, yeah. too loud, too combative, um, you get other issues. Mm-hmm. So now, in your current situation, where you're more confident, more in control, do you feel like you speak out against everything or anything? I wouldn't say everything. No, yeah. I still mm. feel like I'm still in that box. Like, mm. I'm just I'm stuck in between. I don't want to be an educator. I don't want to have to tell people everything all the time. Yeah. I also don't want to create arguments and create mm. awkwardness in the team. Mm. Yeah. When it shouldn't it shouldn't even be a fault. Like, if you're offended by something, you say you say yeah. it. But when it comes to racial issues, it's never like that. Yeah, and it's more... What, what, what is the other person going to think? How mm. are they going to feel about me saying that I didn't like that? Which, why does that even cross your mind? Yeah. Because there is, there's still multiple times, and there has been times recently where people will say something that's a little bit off, off target. And you think, yeah. Oh, it's always I feel like that's always the hard one to kind of like say something and then you get back home and you're like wait a minute that was a bit (laughs) because I feel like it's always that's the thing that's kind of hard with trying to like address those type of issues because it's never very in your your face face. kind of thing yeah but the undertone is there but Mm. then it's hard to then when you kind of try and say something about there's confusion because it wasn't so direct but you know it's there so like yeah sometimes you just feel like you know just gonna leave it but then you get home and you're like oh i should have said something that was a bit crazy like why did i even (laughs) make that slide that's mad shoulda coulda woulda like for example we went out went out for dinner with some of the some of my rugby friends and we went to um turtle bay went to Turtle Bay mm-hmm. and the amount of questions I got about what spice level that I eat um, do you have jerk chicken quite frequently through the week are you here <laughs> quite often I'm like um, what no 
No, I'm not. Why would you need to be? Um, I like medium spice. What? Really? Really? Is that really? And it's those tiny unspoken yeah. things. Yeah, I think people just make things like weirder than it needs yeah. to be. Yeah. yeah. I think people really act as if. I mean, we are different. Like everyone in this world, colors, like race, and everything. Everyone has different cultures and things. But like, un, like on the underlying level, it's like we're all quite similar mm. as well. Mm. But people really make things feel like they're that far. Yeah, apart. that's yeah. what it is. It's yeah. like yeah. the one time we go somewhere that's like Turtle Bay. All of a sudden, I'm the connoisseur <laughs> of, of Turtle, yeah, Turtle yeah. Bay. Like me and him made it together. <laughs> yeah, what should I get on the menu? Because like, you must know. Yeah. You, know I you mean? must know. And it's like then they do the they do the most obvious things. It's like, I was talking to my friend about this the other day. I don't go around saying, "Oh." Kings of Leon, man. Yeah. <laughs> Out of nowhere. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, all of a sudden, you're having a conversation with someone else and, yeah, yeah Burner Boy is great, isn't it? Burner Boy is Stormzy. so like, Whiz, whiz. Kid yeah. whiz. He's, and they tried to make it sound amazing. so like, what's the word? Oh, it's funny, I saw a TikTok. <laughs> I saw a TikTok and it was kind of like a skit of like, um, what, I guess non-ethnic people do when they go into ethnic space and it's like oh my god this is so inspiring and they put on this and it's just like it's not that deep like, yeah. this is this is oh, really everyday stuff yeah. like and they put on this one and it's like it's not that deep yeah like yeah. they just they just do too much yeah but i don't i don't understand where it comes from yeah because in reverse obviously i think at the same I don't feel time like i behave like that yeah. yeah so i don't know I think at the same time it's trying to be i guess empathetic but yeah that's the other thing so it's problematic because and that's why what you were saying earlier about like um, hearing something and not sure what direction mm. it's coming across as, mm. because it's an attempt to be like empathetic or yeah, relatable, exactly. but it's a poor attempt. <laughs> yeah, and they poor. can't see that. Yeah. yeah, and then you question it, and they become defensive immediately. Yeah. Yeah. like no one wants to be called a racist. Yeah, nobody. Yeah. Yeah. You can call me anything <laughs> yeah. else, but a racist. It's but like you that's can't more call offensive me racist. than actually being yeah. racist. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like yeah. no one on this planet wants to be called. <laughs> that anything else i'll take yeah. but not that yeah that's insane yeah yeah even yeah. though that's what you are but still <laughs> <laughs> no it's so funny when i see like arguments and stuff and then someone gets called racist and they go so cr- and i'm yeah. just like okay <laughs> i completely missed the whole point yeah i'm not racist instead of actually the point yeah. of you know you might have said something that was racist and yeah. they're only focusing on the point that you called them a racist yeah. it's just it's a crazy yeah. world how was um how was the game I know that's a sore question right now. I can't. Too soon, too soon. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it was crazy. I mean, playing in New Zealand, yeah. in Eden Park, um, in New Zealand's backyard, yeah. having a sold-out stadium, it's lit. final of the World Cup. I mean, you're literally like ticking, 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 yeah. everything like you can ask for. Yeah. So already it was like a huge occasion. Um, How many teams were involved? Roughly. Three pool, three pools. Was that where you three played pools, Fiji four, as well? Teams. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we played Fiji in the opening opening games at Eden Park as well. Um, and for me, from starting the first game, um, first World Cup, World Cup opener against Fiji, Eden Park sold out, and then finishing World Cup final, which I I never thought I'd be playing in a World yeah. Cup final. Never, never in a million years. So to be in that, it was like a full like. Yeah, I'd done the full circle and I was yeah. like, okay, this is the time, you know, to finish, <laughs> to complete, complete yeah. the journey. Um, but in terms of the game itself, it was, yeah, it was the same. It was so, so tight the whole time. And I think the whole time we never 
believe we were going to lose. So we okay. never yeah. we never thought to a step back. Yeah. Even when we went down to 14 men um, after 15 minutes into the game, getting the red card, yeah. we still thought, we've still got this. So we have everything we need yeah. to have to, to win. And I think, it was back to New Zealand, but I think we had everything we needed, but luck, and New Zealand had... Yeah. <laughs> Had that luck in their own ground, yeah. And um, yeah. um, and even like when the final whistle went, I think everyone still was in shock because we never prepared to lose. Yeah. We didn't know what that was going to feel like. We, well, we we won thirty games on the bounce. We haven't lost in how many years? Um, and even now, I still feel like people are like, "Are you okay? Like, how was it?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." I mean, like we lost the game. That's what it feels like. We yeah. lost the game. It doesn't feel like for me. We lost the World Cup final. Mm. Because I, f- I don't think it has sunk in. Um, mm. But in terms of the game, playing the game, it was brutal, it was physical, and that, those are the type of games that I love. Yeah. Um, it's just the result didn't go our way in the end. Is that the first time you played like in front of that many people? Yeah. What was yeah. that experience like? Oh, the crowd is, yeah, the crowd was crazy. Like, you walk out, and we saw, like, like tiny white flags dotted mm. around mm. this huge stadium. Yeah. Um, and then the rest of it was just a wall of black. And... I think the first time you realise how many people were there was when we were singing the national anthem, and the whole stadium literally just erupted um, singing New Zealand's national anthem. And then when the it finishes, it's like the the claps and the cheers, it's literally deafening. Yeah. And that you stand there, you're like, okay, we're playing fifteen people on the pitch, but realistically, we're playing the whole yeah. stadium, the whole right, stadium now. right now. Um, but I mean, you can't really ask for more than that because it's, it's a great atmosphere, but. Yeah, it was crazy. It was is it distracting? Because I'm just imagining there's so many people and obviously people are shouting. How do you kind of just like block it out and just focus on what you're doing? Yeah. Because I could just... I'm just imagining that just so many people and like you're having to play. I guess once you're into it, you're not really focused yeah, on yeah. what's in going on zone, around. But like zone. how did you... Was there a point in the beginning where you still had to kind of get used to it and like yeah. now you know how to kind of just be in the zone? Yeah. I think generally most rugby players, any man, just um, sport players, once you play, you do kind of block block anything out mm. and sometimes I block my teammates teammates <laughs> out back so they're calling out sorry sorry I wasn't I wasn't paying attention mm. but I think definitely in the first like um 10 minutes that I came on it was like as soon as there was um we made a mistake the crowd would go crazy and start mm. screaming and it's so easy to think fuck it's easy to think oh my god like I've just I made this huge mistake because the crowd is making it seem so much bigger yeah. than it actually is. Mm. And it's like, how do you bring yourself back to, but I'm just playing another game of rugby. We're here mm. to do that job. Um, but yeah, I think actually when I'm playing, you don't really hear, you don't really hear it that much. Um, but it's when you have that moment to breathe and you hear them and you're like, oh my yeah. God. It's crazy. Yeah. So you were just talking about, um, so in terms of like training, what does that look like? Because you were saying before about going to the gym, mm. what is your, gym training look like or your kind of preparation for your games how do you train because obviously it's, we go to the gym but I'm pretty sure it's not the same <laughs> kind of you don't train the same way so yeah. what does that look like um so our usual usual training week would be we train on pitch three times a week and then we gym three times a week as well um our training sessions are just it will just range from like having one day which is focused on speed getting faster playing faster um, one day which is like a heavy physical day so like loads of tackling loads of hitting each other loads of carrying um, and then one day focused on like um, our skills and our plays and then that would be like quite chill and then in the gym our programs are made around 
what strengths we need. So for me, in my position, I need to be quite powerful and explosive. Because you're a flanker, innit? Because I'm a flanker, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I have, I have, um, I won't be able to be like, can I squat this? Can I squat today? Or can I do this today? I have to um, split squat. I have to deadlift because it's going to help me do this. It's going to help me do yeah. that. I have to power clean a lot because that's where I'm going to get my explosiveness from. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, a lot of the stuff, like there's some days, like one day of the week, it's called an accessory session. It's just, just strengthening. Like we literally like sit on the floor with like bands and have people hold our arms and, mm-hmm. and just do isometrics and stuff like that. Because yeah. it's all focused around how can we better our game not so much how much can I lift because it's mm-hmm. all it's all good and well that you can lift my um, lift but yeah it's also about yeah how can we apply that into yeah the training game. has to be applicable to the sport yeah, basically. yeah. movements yeah. that are specific for yeah. your engagement yeah fair enough yes and after the game do you just feel sore because like, all of that tackling and all of that <laughs> stuff I think that's one thing as much as I enjoy sport I don't like to be hurt yeah. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean I don't like pain that much yeah. so it's like after are you like bruised are you just like yeah, I mean, the day after, like, a physical game is, you are written off. Yeah, you're, you're, <laughs> you're written you're off. completely you're, done. You're like, so, like, when I'm done sparring sometimes, mm. headache. Yeah. yeah. Headache. See, I can't do it. These are crushing heads yeah. as well sometimes. Yeah, so yeah. Like, I mean, I'm a head crusher. Yeah, <laughs> Free no, every no. game. Um, yeah, ne- next day, I'm just written off in bed. Very, very sore. Could be sore for until the next... Like the day before the next game sometimes. yeah that's what I was going to say how you know, long funnily enough it's probably the same for everyone yeah. like even if you're mm, a footballer not even if you're a contact sport it's just movement mm. yeah. Yeah. it's like you're performing at the best level for 90 minutes Yeah. so it's like or 30 minutes or whatever the sport is isn't it? so when you're done you're done mm. you give yeah. everything you can in that one day and back to the training board for 6 weeks <laughs> and then you go again like yeah. that's actually nuts Yeah. what's is. been like the most um, challenging experience for you in your journey thus far these 7 years of your short little life. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think definitely would be would have been the build up to the World Cup, um, just getting into the squad. Yeah. Um, because for me, and I think a couple of days ago, a year ago to that day, I made my debut. Mm. Um, and a year ago before that, I would never have ever thought I'd be sitting in that position. Um. As I said, I'm, I've always been quite a go-with-the-flow person. Um, and going through the World Cup prep, we were in pre-season for four weeks. So it was just, like, loads of running, basically killing yourself every week in 30-degree heat. Mm. And you're like, okay, I'm getting fit because I'm, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get get to, into this World Cup squad. And then we, like, moved into a different phase where we were like, okay, now we're going into game prep. We're not, we're not focused on getting fit. It's like, now it's your time to show yeah. you're, you're meant to be here. And um, for me, I compete with um, two other girls in my position, and they had been they've been in the game for about I don't know ten fifteen years. They were they're established players, and they're also very very good players. Um, and I was like stuck because I was like I want I want to be able to sit here and back myself mm-hmm. and you know be the best I can in every training session. Um, but I also didn't want to be that person who was like pick me, pick me, because I'm very chill, I'm very relaxed, and to that point, I'd always been, I'd always been very chill, I'm very relaxed, um, but yeah, that whole, like, last three weeks leading up to when selection came out, I think it was held for a lot of people, because they were starting to put out, like, teams, and they were like, don't read into it, but can we have this team, this team, and this team, which was pretty like a third, second, and third team, mm-hmm. and you sit there, and you're like, and I realised, like, I, th- I think after the first um, week of training, when the teams came out, 
I was in that first team and I sat there and I was like, I don't think I'd, ever, I'd taken it in that I was there prepping for a World Cup and in three weeks I could be sat, sat at home while everyone's on the plane. Mm. And that was like, like my, I was like, I, I really want to do this and that I want to be there. And not only do I want to be there, I know I'm here for a reason. It's not like I've just been brought here because I needed to make up numbers. I needed, I, I was there for a reason. So, yeah, yeah. Okay. a lot of tears were shed. <laughs> a lot of tears were shed that um, those three weeks. Um, and yeah, when the team sheet came out, um, we, we had the choice that if you were, if you didn't get selected, you could get called or text um, 10 minutes before it came out on the group chat, because that's how it mm-hmm. came out. I just got a picture on the group chat. Congratulations, this is the squad. Um, and I said, if I'm not going, please give me a text. Um, but on the day, I was like, I'm going to keep my phone in aeroplane mode anyway, because I don't want, <laughs> even if I'm not going, I don't want a text to come through yeah. and I meet 10 minutes earlier. Um, so yeah, I took my phone in aeroplane mode at 7pm, saw the message, saw my name, and just absolutely broke down. And that was like, yeah, so many emotions, like so much joy, so much stress, like, everything from that whole two months building up to that. Mm. And like making me realise what I want to do and why I need to be here. It all came out in that moment, I think. Yeah, that's definitely... Sorry, long-winded, but... Oh, good <laughs> the toughest, the toughest. That's lit, <laughs> Thank you. And how did your parents, like, your family... Take yeah. They must be so proud as yeah. well. That's yeah, so, so proud. Like, my mum, she's not not a rugby not a rugby person at all. Like, yeah. we didn't grow up watching rugby. No one really knows rugby in my family. Yeah. But now that I'm playing it, like, my family the biggest rugby fans <laughs> in the world. Um, like, got all the merch, everything. And, yeah, they were... Yeah, absolutely over the moon for me. And my mum was like, I called her at 7pm and she thought that I was calling her because it was bad news. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, are you okay? Are you okay? And I was like, no, like, I got in. And she oh. was just like, like, yeah, absolute relief, absolute joy. So, yeah, they're proud to see me doing anything that I'm enjoying, really. So. That's good. Yeah, did they get to come to watch? Yeah, my mum flew oh, out nice. on the last couple of weeks. Um, and she didn't, she kind of knew because she was coming for the semi-final, no, quarter-final, semi-final, final stage. Mm. And realistically before I went I was like if I'm going to play any games it's going to be during the pool games because they want to put their strongest team out every single week etc and I didn't feel like I was in that team um so my mum thought she was coming just to like you know watch the team enjoy the atmosphere um but for her to come out she was able to watch me play twice in the semi-final and the final yeah. for me to sit there and see my mum watching me in the crowd yeah. I was like yeah this is Big, yeah, oh, that's big. Good. Yeah. Sometimes I wish I played a sport. Sometimes when I hear you, I'm like, oh, I wish, I wish I was an athlete. I wish I played a sport, but I don't think I've got the energy. <laughs> I'll Fair just stick enough. to the gym. Fair like, enough. I'll just stick to the gym. So, are you the youngest you're with someone younger than you? Yeah, there's one girl younger than me. Um, yeah, we're both twenty, but just oh, okay, months, a couple months from now. Yeah, yeah. And who's was the oldest? The thirty-six year old. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's quite. Yeah, that's quite a gap. Yeah, so. no, that's 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 so sick. Like <laughs> that's actually proper sick, and also even just having you on here is amazing. I remember I saw, um, I think yeah, before I reached out to you, I'm just like on the page, and I see that you like to post, and I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> <laughs> and I go on your page and I see your following, and I was yeah, like, yeah. no way, and I, was like, no, I definitely had to get you on sort of podcast. So how did you even like discover the brand or like? Um, I, I don't know I don't how long you've been following for. How long I've, I've been following for, but I, I think I saw. Saw the brand on TikTok or on Instagram. I just felt like I was like, I really like this gym brand. Oh. It's really, really good. I remember, I, I remember thinking like ages ago, I was like, because um, I just got a new agent, and I was thinking, I wonder, I might, I might get into messages and see if I can do it. Mm-hmm. See if I can do a collab or whatever. So yeah. when I got a message, I was like, <laughs> this is crazy. Sick. Like, yeah, we've been following, yeah, for a while. 
oh that's it no that makes me really happy when i saw it i was like there's absolutely no way you're following i was like this is crazy and i just really had to reach out but no it's so great just seeing like your story what you're doing playing sports and just being so young as well but i know people play sports young but i think just being able to see it in kind of close proximity is just like mind-blowing and like you even just coming from that game international and stuff like it's just so it's amazing it's sick thank you like yeah i wish you all the best and all of that stuff like so what's the next for you so i know you're at uni right now what's like the next i guess six months what does that look like for you um yeah so we've got two weeks off from rugby and then we're in straight into the premiership so playing every every saturday for the next yeah, for the next for the rest of the season, and then in um, March we're back into England camps. Touchwood, they call me back in <laughs> um, um, for Six Nations. Mm. Um, yeah. So yeah, we've got about three three months off from international rugby, but yeah, back at uni, back in back into the uni life, um, back playing the prem, and then yeah, back into back into camp soon, hopefully. Yeah, well done. Sick. Hopefully we see you again. <laughs> no, definitely, I definitely want to see more of what you're doing. That's amazing. But um, yeah, that's great. You've got anything for us? Anything you want to ask us? Any? No, but I'll have to get you guys tickets to come. come oh, yeah, yeah, I would yeah, love yeah, to. Yeah. I don't think I've ever been to watch yeah, any yeah. sports. No, I've, I've been to watch bear sports, but rugby, it? yeah, rugby would be interesting. Have so. you watched? I've seen athletics. I saw more Farah. I saw Usain. Really? Um, done boxing, football. Oh, I haven't been to anything. I'm like, outside, man. You're just, uh, just <laughs> chilling. Nothing. Yeah, no, this piss. is so bad. No, yeah, definitely. Yeah, tickets, please. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> tickets, please. <laughs> we have games in London coming up, so. And be walking yeah, out the yeah. Sadie Banner like that. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> no, that's sick. But yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Again, wish you the best. Like, definitely want to see more of you, and it's been great having you. Thank you for having me. Thanks, guys. You've been listening to the Dummy How podcast. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Peace.